from Commander's Palace Restaurant in New Orleans. We're out to lunch with economist Peter Raschuti. It's business New Orleans style. Hi, and welcome to today's show. I'm Peter Raschuti. Once a week, I have lunch at Commander's Palace and invite guests from the world of New Orleans business to join me. Today, I'm going crazy with Armin Sadegpour and Steve Wynn. Steve came up with the crazy idea of a talking keychain with a Cajun accent, and that became Cajun in your pocket. Have you heard this? We go pass a good time, yes, <laughs> That spawns Steve's talking keychain business emanation. Now, that's been entertaining and infuriating folks for almost two decades. Amon Sadegpour is president and CEO of Theodent, a product which might be the craziest idea ever, chocolate toothpaste. It's based on a new science that says cocoa does a better job than fluoride. Will there someday be a day when we actually hear the sentence, more dentists recommend chocolate? Maybe we'll hear it on a keychain. The first question that comes to mind, of course, in a discussion of any crazy scheme that actually works is, where did you get the idea? I imagine we're going to get two very different takes on that question. So let's start with you, Steve. Talking Cajun keychain, uh, walk us through that. Well, I was living in the French Quarter at the time, <clears throat> and I had, I had a t-shirt that I was selling. I was a graphic designer, and I made a t-shirt that said, it's not the heat, it's the stupidity. And it said New Orleans on it, and we sold them through the French Quarter, and, and it was really good. I was just walking around the French Quarter, drop shirts off, and then come back in a couple of days, and they'd give me money, and then I'd give them more t-shirts, and it was really, I said, this is a pretty cool business to have. You just make a product, and, you, and I can go do what I want, go eat, go work on CDs or what, you know, design CD covers. And then I started thinking of more products to do. And I, I started maybe putting that saying on different hats or coffee mugs. But then I, then I found an Asian source book. And every, it's all different companies have a page of what they can manufacture. And every page was talking toys. And so I started thinking of, like that one. Like that. And I started thinking about maybe I could do a, a, a local version of, of, of that. So I, I thought about Cajun is perfect. So I did it, and I came up with the name in your pocket, and immediately thought that it could be a line of products. And it took me a couple of years to get it manufactured and recorded and all that kind of stuff, and then I started selling them, and it, it worked out pretty well. And what year did that all come in? Around 92 to 94 is when I was working on it. And you've had many ideas since then? Yes. And uh, you want to tell us some of the other in your pockets? Um, well, the second one was Triumph, the insult comic dog from Conan O'Brien, <laughs> MTV. I poop on you is one of his big lines. Oh, that's who doesn't need that in their pocket? <laughs> and then Mr. T in your pocket, which I'll was my what was my is my big, been my biggest seller. <laughs> and then Family Guy, a couple from Family Guy, Stewie and Brian, Peter. We had a three three from Family Guy, um, Mr. Rogers, Three Stooges, Scarface, Rocky. Whoa! Um, and then you told me just before we came on the air, you said uh, that uh, was it last night or a couple weeks ago on American Idol. Steve Tyler? Steve and Tyler used the uh, mayor in your pocket to criticize a, a really bad person who was auditioning. This is a national disaster. He said, this is a national disaster. And I think he also said, like, you got to be kidding me. Like, not, not really? playing the product itself. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, but no one knew what it was, except, except New Orleans. You and, and your mother. <laughs> yeah, who my yes, mother, who, call, yeah, who called me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find a tape to put it on my, my YouTube page. Now, do you get paid every time somebody hits a button or something? No, no, okay, no. Okay, no, right, no, that's no. what I was really hoping it would, yeah. uh, it would turn out to. Now, Armand, your product, Theodent, is based on a science that seems to say cocoa is good for your teeth. Uh, that is the absolute antithesis of what we've grown up uh, being taught. Did you stumble on this discovery, or do you have some reason to believe that it might be true? 
So actually, um, this finding is a culmination of about 30 years of research work that has been ongoing with my mentor, Dr. Nakamoto. Now, is this a Tulane? Uh, he's actually at the LSU School of Dentistry. Okay. He collaborated with my mother in the early 80s. Uh, they were looking at caffeine originally and the effects on prenatal teeth. And so the research portfolio grew from there, and Dr. Nakamoto uh, started to collaborate with some mineralogists actually at the University of New Orleans. And you know, the original hypothesis was that this family of molecules, very similar to caffeine, would all have deleterious effects on the enamel surface of teeth. But what we found was that you know this one in chocolate had the exact opposite effect. And so the discovery was pure accident. And then I reconnected with Dr. Nakamoto for my doctoral thesis studies at Tulane where we studied the effect of this compound on human teeth and actually um, showed that it does strengthen human teeth and the hardness of human teeth better than fluoride does. Now, so what is bad for your teeth? What is it we're thinking of in the stereotype? Right, and sh I mean, so yeah, sugar, um, sugar, you know, and cocoa fat in chocolate is, is obviously bad for your teeth, but there is an extract in chocolate that has a really uh, good good uh, purpose for the tooth in terms of increasing the unit size of the uh, mineral in the tooth. And you did some of your uh, academic work on this, right? That's correct, yes, for my doctoral thesis. I studied, I did new micro-hardness testing uh, in direct head-to-head -head comparison against fluoride and found that in much lower concentrations, this extract was actually better in hardening the enamel surface of human teeth. Wow, somewhere there's some right-wing community now fearing chocolate in the water supply, but that's, that's it's gonna be great. They, now, um, how do, where do you stand now? I mean, we've seen the product, you were nice enough to bring some uh, here today. What's, how's the distribution going? It's excellent. We actually are uh, very fortunate to be advised by two amazing business advisors. We have Dr. John Elstrott, who's the current chairman of the board of Whole Foods Market. He's been a tremendous help in helping us get it into six regions of Whole Foods nationwide. And uh, we're also very fortunate to be advised by the executive vice president and chief financial officer of Merck Pharmaceuticals, Peter Kellogg, who has you know, also just been a tremendous help. So we're you know, excited and the distribution has just started. We just released on January 2nd. So we're getting you know, e-commerce uh, requests on the website and orders there. And then also through uh, locally, especially Whole Foods Market has been sold out both the Arabella Station, the Veterans Store, and I believe, excuse me, the Baton Rouge Store just got a uh, large shipment in, so it's been doing really well locally. We just shipped another 20 cases to them on Saturday, so. Where is well. all this made, Arnie? Um, the, the active ingredient, the compound Renew, is actually made here. Um, and then for the other uh, parts, for the tube and for the box and those things, we sought professionals in the industry to help us with that. So we have a great tube manufacturer who's located in New Jersey, another manufacturer for the boxes that's in Kent. And then that all goes to our FDA inspected and registered facility in Idaho where it's filled. But the core you know, product, the, uh, the, the magic ingredient is made in New Orleans. The magic ingredient, that's the part I like. They, uh, but everything else is done in the U.S. Correct. That's great. Now you have... Um, I, I, what about the, was it, we used to see in those ads, the Council on Dental Therapeutics or whatever. Has any of those kind of groups uh, made any statements yet? Or? Um, they haven't made any formal statements, but when I finished my doctoral thesis in 2007, I was fortunate to be contacted by the Director of Independent Research at the American Dental Association, Dr. Clifton Carey, and he was really interested in the finding and thought, you know, well, this is great. You know, we've studied fluoride into the ground, but there's been little to no innovation <coughs> in tooth 
you know, paste and oral care in over 100 years. So if this is actually a viable alternative to fluoride, I want to check it out. So he did his own independent study and he found uh, pretty, pretty uh, compelling results. His study actually showed that at 142 times less the concentration, this cocoa extract was having twice the protective effect that fluoride was having. So, um, you know, that was uh, obviously very exciting for us uh, to have. <laughs> yeah, similar uh, studies have done about the Cajun in your pocket. Really? You've noticed that it has medical benefits? It, it that's, does. That's so great. And so what, this protects the enamel against cavities? Uh, is that? Yeah. I mean, well, actually, what I found, again, in my thesis is that it affects the, the actual hardness of the enamel. And what our, our first two patents that we have issued show is that it stimulates the, a growth of a larger hydroxyapatite mineral on the surface of the tooth. So normal uh, HA crystal or mineral in your tooth is half a micron in size. In the presence of this extract, it's stimulated to be four times the size. So that makes it, you know, resilient to bacterial acid demineralization and just strengthens the tooth overall. Now the patents you have, it's, it's, is it something that is in cocoa or something that you take cocoa and you make it something out different? No, it's an extract from chocolate. It's an from organic chocolate. molecule that occurs naturally in chocolate that we are using as the, you know, in the proprietary formulation. And that Renew is a, a, a brand name? Renew is our trade name, actually, for the extract. But not only is it uh, just the extract, it's a proprietary blend of other minerals. Okay. So we have and that's what your patent is for? Correct. Is it well, but partially, yeah. That's part of the patent. And, the, and, the, and where's manufactured locally? Is like a lab at Tulane or? or? <coughs> We're, we actually operate out of the, the new 47 million dollar bioinnovation center downtown and uh it's no it's on canal street really? 1441 canal street gorgeous uh facility that the state just actually um look at that he's trying mm. it out <laughs> it's great uh, really, it, it doesn't taste like chocolate it does not no we formulated <clears throat> it to be traditional it's a very mild mint it's called whitening crystal mint wow now does it have that um you know Pass chocolate? It around yes there yeah <laughs> have a hit there's a they uh is it um does it have like the, is it chocolate supposed to cure depression and things like that? Does it have any of that uh, to it? Well, uh, have you the, noticed The yourself? extract does, is, is uh, said to have a mild mood elevating effect. So wow. there you go. All that in brushing your teeth. Things are terrific. And you know, I like the fact that it also is, it's a unique tube, which is it nice. Is. That's one of the problems with radio, but you're going to have to take our word for it. It's a beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful tube. And there's two of them here, right? One is, um, how do they differ? <clears throat> the brown is Theodent Classic. That's what's available currently at Whole Foods Market at a retail of $9.99. And then the beige is actually the elusive Theodent 300, which is our extra strength, kind of luxury, high-end version of the toothpaste. That is going to be sold through select cosmetic dental offices and medical offices across the country, and that will retail for $99.99. And it's more of like a prescription... Mm -hmm. Whoa. You know, high, high extra strength version of the, uh, the original. What does the regular tube sell for? Nine ninety nine. Oh, okay. this would be great. I'd, I want to do a before and after picture of my teeth at this point. This is, uh, this is really, really good. They, now, you've uh, obviously you've had a lot of success. Uh, obviously, it's not like everybody thinks. Everybody thinks you, you're an overnight success and you got there. You've put a lot of work into this. Um, I remember right after you got the article in the paper, I went to Whole Food looking for it, and it was sold out was right sold, away. Yeah. So uh, what is your market for it? Is it a kind of an upper-end market? Uh, I think, I mean, for our customer, they're aligned with the Whole Foods customer. So somebody that reads labels and, you know, is concerned about what they're putting in their bodies, an educated consumer. You know, it's, uh, it's not a product for everybody. But, um, you know, ultimately over time, you know, as distribution increases and the sales and, and volumes go up, you know, it will end up hopefully you know, touching every person in the world. In Walgreens? Yeah, maybe. in Walgreens Eventually. and CVS because, I mean, it, uh, it's, it, this is a unique product in that 
um, you know, the only one disease that every human being in the world suffers from is, is dental cavities. So, you know, the product does have the potential to ultimately touch every person. So, <laughs> so that's why we're excited about it. Wow, that is, that is really... My mom called me on the phone and said, this new chocolate toothpaste. And she's thinking about getting it. My sister should get it for her kids. Oh, look at that. <coughs> yeah. And now she's, she's excited about it. You will have to take her a sample. We Abs brought some swag bags Absolutely. Don't guys. get her hooked on the $99 one. No, that'll no, be, no. That'll be, no. The, uh, that'll be where we, we have, to, have to go out on this. It's time to do the checklist. This is the part of the show where you take a little break and go through a list of quick-fire questions that you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. What's the worst decision you've ever made? No, there's a lot of them. Really, you'd have to line them up. You think they, um, is there one that kind of stands out that you just wish you never did? Well, I, I, one thing I did was after um, I um, made some money with the, the, the in your cage in your pocket, um, I, I wanted to expand and I did a Cajun uh, magnet set with different pictures and magnets. And I bought way too many of them to get a good price. And these all sold, but it was a long, long, long sell. It was a, I think I like, held too much money in that and slowed the wow, yeah, growth so of my company. Wow. By the way, what are we, what are we eating here, guys? This is a Kushan uh, Briette puff pastry with caramelized onion and a red pepper plate. Wow. Thank you, Billy. Thank you. I mind if you had to, did you have like another idea, like uh, <clears throat> jelly toothpaste or something that didn't work out? Or there's a no, we kind of just, I mean, I obviously just kind of fell into this. I grew up doing research with Dr. Nakamoto since I was in high school. Mom and dad were both physicians. They wanted me and my brother to go into medical fields. So we kind of got pushed into that in an early age. So I guess I didn't have much of a choice. It, <laughs> the path was laid out for me. <laughs> you had to go out of your way to make bad decisions. That's uh, What's next for you? What are you working on next? Uh, we're, we're actually went uh, you know, straight from the product launch into a, a small capital raise, and then we're going to put out some new products. So we'll be doing mouthwash and kids' toothpaste and just rolling out, you know, a product line. What's next? What's next for you? Tell um, me who's next on your radar. Well, I, I, I right when um, in 2008, I came up with Mr. Rogers in your pocket, and it sold pretty well. But I think that it kind of suffered because of the recession coming in, that it didn't get out there enough. So I'm renewing that one because people are still asking for it. And then I, I've been I'm on the phone with some people right now. I'm potentially might do um, a Caddyshack in your pocket. Oh, that would any be so guy helpful. knows. And he, a lot oh, of absolutely, <laughs> a yeah. lot of phrases from that one, <laughs> and a lot of stuff. And I want to start branching out and doing like little talking dolls or maybe plush, just more stuff, because I have these contacts, and I need to get more licenses from each person I do. So I'm trying to expand my product line. And Steve, you've um, some of you've sometimes you've run into controversy, right? You had a Sarah Palin in your pocket. You said you got some people that. Well, that was the only product I did a Sarah Palin in your pocket, and it had. A chock full of 13 different sayings, three different Alaskas. Alaska, Alaska, Alaska. I wish we would have brought one. She does it better than I do it. And that's the first product that I really got letters about and emails about. And all kinds of stuff like, you know, well, how can you make fun of her? She's a great person and she's going to help the country and save the country. And, and I kind of felt a little bad, but, but I, I, it's, only, it's her words. I didn't yeah. put anything in there. Except and she's the only person I know without a first language. It's really amazing. She's uh, it's a, it's kind of a. And she's, a very, she's very cartoony. It's kind of, you know, when she says, we eat, therefore we hunt, it's pretty funny. That's right, yes. Because it's important to hunt before you eat. They, uh, let me ask you another, another question. Uh, do you go to Jazz Fest, Arma? I do. I enjoy Jazz Fest. I also enjoy Voodoo Fest. I love the local music festivals here. Great. When, you, when you go out to Jazz Fest, do you a particular day you go? or? Uh, usually Saturday. You try to get yeah, that in? Saturday. What about you, Steve? You're in, by the way, Steve, 
Steve Wynn gets confused. I, some people think you own all those casinos in Las Vegas, I guess. They do, and some people think I'm, I play guitar in a band called the Dream Syndicate. Because there's a Steve Wynn there. Both of them have W-Y-N-N. Oh, okay. I'm right. an I. So, uh, we have, once we can get past that confusion. But you like music, and you go to Jazz Fest? I used to go all the time when I was young. And, you know, I hate to be the same with old fogey, but it's so, it was so much better in the 80s. The big blanket. <laughs> and he was there. <laughs> and um, I, I go now probably once a year. Okay. You know, one day a year. I kind of start like Voodoo Fest more. It's a little different time of year, and it's, it's more spacious. It's very wet. If you don't want to get too close to a stage. And you get to dress <laughs> up. You come as a big tooth or something next year. There that you be, go. That would be great. You know, this is the time we check our inbox, and our producer picks a question uh, that comes from a listener. And, and Grant, what have you got for us? Now, Peter, i got a bunch of questions here, but I thought this was a good one to go for because it's sort of on both sides of this question that, that our two guests are on. It's from someone called Louise Mason Johns who says, we used to hear stories of hugely successful companies like Walmart and Apple that started up in somebody's garage. Now it seems that a business can't get started till it has VC funding or angel investors or an incubator group gets behind it. Was the somebody's garage story just a romantic myth or can a lone guy or gal with a great idea still make it? Well, let's, let's ask the two entrepreneurs here. First of all, how did you do it? I mean, did you, have you had to look for some funding, I would imagine, mm. or? Um, we, we did start with funding in 09, but you know, for many, many years, this was not a funded venture, and it was very much, you know, not in the garage, but around the dining room table, lots of discussions, lots of planning, lots of thought going behind, you know, the research of this, uh, you know, this revolutionary new extract. So, I mean, our story is very much that, you know, we met once a week on Wednesday nights, you know, consecutively for, you know, a couple of years before we had any funding, so. Very much, you know, a, a kind of rags to riches, I guess, story. Although, you know, we still have a, a long way to go on the riches, but very much, uh, you know, that kind of um, grassroots entrepreneur, you know, feeling in our company. Well, that's great. And Steve, did you, um, when you, I guess, started with the t-shirts, that's what got you some cash going, I guess. I was, I was doing graphic design <clears throat> at that point in print brokering and CD manufacturing and stuff like that. So I, I was working hard, really hard, 70 hours a week. And I had this idea for the T-shirt. Then I ha then I had some I, I saved some money up, and I wanted to get do something bigger. And yeah, so I the first like thirty thousand dollars that I put into my company was my own company, my my, my own money that I had saved. And then I had to round it out with um, a couple of three four credit cards. Oh, the credit cards! The new angel investor. Yeah. They, uh, they and then and then uh, I eventually did borrow some money from several people uh, later on, but mostly it's been self financed. Well, that's great. Can it, it, and the question that was asked: uh, Can people can people do it without? How big can you get without outside funding? Uh, wow. Well, it depends. For our industry, you can get. You know, I mean, we've gotten pretty far, I would say, without you know too much funding. But um, for oral care, it is a David and Goliath sort of battle. Sure. I mean, you're going up against fluoride that's been the standard for a hundred years. You're going up against Crest, Colgate. You know, the big guys. So, for us, I would say. Um, you know, the, uh, with, with the, ex I mean, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a hard question because with the power of the internet, you know, you do have the possibility to reach so many people for free. So if, you know, individuals like the product and, you know, two <coughs> tells four, four tells eight, eight tells 16, then we can grow that way. But, uh, you know, these days I think for commercialization of products, you really have to have significant funding to get to that, you know, that, that iconic status level of a Crest or a Colgate. But 
I'm hopeful we'll get there. So it's interesting, the listener was kind of looking back <clears> at the, the gl glory days when somebody could start their build business in a garage, but in some ways the internet has been a real, a real but, plus, but e it's better today. But even Apple had, had um, funding very quickly. I mean, when, once yeah. they got their first computer, I just read Steve Jobs' biography, yeah. and once they got their, their Apple II out, they got hundreds of thousands of dollars, and, and, and older gentlemen came on board as, as president and stuff like that. So I think the, the garage story was success was very short lived, and then he went into yeah. office space. You know. Now, what, what happens at the end? I mean, um, <clears throat> like yourself, do you? I mean, do you end up being getting swallowed up by Colgate, Palmolive, and Steve Wynn taken out by Hasbro or something? I mean, what 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 occurs? Uh, you know, uh, I guess potentially there's. A, I mean, my, I I have a UK distributor right now. And, um, and he's bigger than me. And he kind of has shown interest in wanting to either secure the license for nation worldwide or potentially buy me. But that was, we started talking about this in 2008 and since the economy has gone a little sour, we put that on a back burner. But I, I think my company has value for someone who could exploit it more than I could. Right, yeah. And uh, I went into a problem that, that I'm, I'm kind of one person. I have one employee right now who does most of the the day-to-day -day stuff, but I do all the licensing, and, and, and so I think for me to get bigger, I'd have to have more employees, which would probably entail more money. He would help out a lot, Darth. Darth, Darth Vader would yeah. be, he's, he's a great funding source. It's um, noisy to have Also, these the shrimp are really good. I don't know what's going on here, but this is really fantastic. Well, well good, good. They, uh, and you've, um, what is the toughest part for you? Is it shelf space? Is that what the big battle is? I mean, you, you'll have that with every store and every day. I mean, that's a battle for any company. Not really. I mean, our distribution is pretty well set up. You know, six regions of Whole Foods, that's a tremendous start. Very grateful to have that. Um, and, you know, with the web, we were able to do the e-commerce. I think that getting the word out and, uh, you know, having people try the product and really the waiting game, you know, waiting for the product to catch on and, you know, for people to really um, recommend it and, and, and talk about it. But we've had great reviews. I mean... <coughs> Excuse me. People absolutely love the product, so uh, you know we're fortunate in that way that you can feel a difference in the quality of your tooth after just one brush. So, I'm, I feel like I should have you back after I brush for this for about six Why months. Why don't you or brush so. now? I should have brought two oh, that, brushes. Yeah. Why the heck I with the beautiful shrimp? Yeah. Go ahead and just have the. Uh, I am pissed. <laughs> Good message in there. So I had a question actually for <coughs> Steve. So when you, uh, I mean, you, you put these out, do you have to get permission obviously from, or pay a licensing fee to Mr. T or yeah, how does that all, work? All the, and, and if you're a public figure like um, Mayor or Sarah Palin. Don't make me mad. I don't need to do a licensing <laughs> fee. It's like public domain, right. free speech. It's like I'm making a political statement. But everything else, I give, the, it's like a record deal. Mm -hmm. I give them an advance and then royalties. And um, yeah, so I contact, Every one of these people, or their people, sign a contract, send a check, and then every quarter send them more money. So there's a rich Cajun out there somewhere. Well, there the is. Cajun <laughs> is something that I, I, I there, there was no license for that. It's just a generic Cajun. I hired two people. Luna Bordelon did all five sayings, and in, in, um, um, AE was Bruce Dagrapont. Okay. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> So we know these voices. <laughs> yeah. So and they got a flat fees for going to the studio, the standard rate for that kind of stuff. But Mr. T's made a lot of money. I've sold almost eight hundred, eight hundred fifty thousand Mr. T's over the past like Whoa. ten years. It's my best product by far. 
God, when we talk about companies getting bigger, this is the part of the show where we usually talk about a, uh, a publicly traded company uh, that is in the area. And the company I thought we'd talk about today is uh, PetroQuest. It's out of Lafayette, Louisiana. An oil and gas company that for many, many, many years just drilled in the shallow waters of the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, speaking of Cajun country over there. is. Uh, but now they've expanded into the shale plays uh, in Texas and Oklahoma and really kind of diversified their <coughs> drilling base. Uh, they've doubled the amount of reserves they've had in the last 10 years. So it's a small company, sells at a, about $6 a share, sells on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker symbol PQ, and is a good example of the uh, Louisiana companies that have uh, really uh, done very well in this whole energy transformation uh, that's going on in here. Of course, natural gas prices have taken quite a hit recently, but PetroQuest is in very good shape. It's funny, I was visiting with management one year, and they tend to name their fields after uh, a, a set subject. Like, they had a number of number of wells on one field that were named after all SEC mascots. And of course, they, all the guys that worked in there, of course, were all um, LSU engineering, petrochemical engineering guys, and every well hit except for the tiger. And they were <laughs> tremendously embarrassed. And I remember what they did. Their explanation <clears throat> was that it was the Auburn tiger that it, it, it had failed there. So they, uh, very good. But, uh, but very good companies, and I uh, always like to point them out in our, in our area here. And let's fix the biggest goddamn crisis in the history of this Wow, that's um. Well, 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 that was the mayor, I think. Yeah, that was him. He's back here again. That's really good news. <laughs> he sent me a cease and desist letter on that product. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. So you had some Sarah Palin fans, and then you had the mayor himself. <coughs> yeah, kind of concerned like on that. that point. You know, if you have a question or a comment, drop it to us at Out to Lunch inbox at Out to Lunch at itsneworleans.com or tweet us on Twitter. We're at It's New Orleans. Armin Sadikpour, Steve Wynn, thank you so much for joining me today on Out to Lunch. It's always inspiring to hear about people who have the courage to follow their passions, uh, whether in your cases it's something as seemingly silly as brightening up a moment in our day or as revolutionary as a new way to brighten our teeth. I knew we'd get brighten in there twice. Um, the fact is, it's guys like you in your own ways that are making this world a better place to live. And I'd like to th we're rooting for you. I'd like to thank you and wish you continued uh, success. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Armand. Thanks so much. <laughs> My guests and out to lunch today have been Steve Wynn, President and CEO of Emanation, and Armand Sadipour, the President and CEO of Theoden. For more information about the talking keychains and the chocolate toothpaste, follow the links on our site, itsneworleans.com. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our web designer and digital guru is Cliff Brigden. Jennifer Smith is our researcher. Mitch Foreman wrote and is performing our theme music. You can keep up with our continuing adventures in commerce by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook, and you can also follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and check out our other shows on itsneworleans.com. They include Happy Hour and Mindset. If you have a question or issue you'd like brought up on the show, drop us a line. We're out to lunch at itsneworleans.com or tweet us. We're at itsneworleans. Thank you to our friends at WWNO, New Orleans source for NPR News, and thank you for joining us at lunch today. Until we meet again around the table here at Commander's Palace, I'm Peter Raschuti. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. <laughs>